Welcome to My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson, a journey into the deepest teachings of Torah and their application to our personal, emotional, and psychological lives. A good tevach, a good week. We continue our journey in the life-changing Sefer Tanya. This program is made possible by Rina Lights LLC, and it is in honor and memory of Rabbi Yisuf Alevi Weinberg Olav Shalom, Rabbi Meisha Pinchas Akoyin Katz Olav Shalom, Rabbi Yel Akoyin Khan Olav Shalom, and it is in Schus Merit of Rabbi Zebi Cheskel and Akoyin and Risha Katz Le'edich Yom V'Shanim Tevis for many long, healthy years. It's also in Schus of our holy soldiers of the Tzahal that are standing on the front lines and fighting to protect and defend Jewish men, women, and children in the Holy Land in Eretz Yisrael, and may the Hashem protect them in Eden everywhere, and may the hostages be released unscathed, where we finally have total Vinasati Shalom Ba'aretz. So we're in chapter 17, Pedic Yud Zion, talking about Korve Lecha Hadover Me'ed Beficha Ubilvovcha La Seise. Now, based on the understanding what we learned till now, that you don't have to be a tzaddik for korve lacha dover me'ed b'fichu b'lvovcha la'asesei. A tzaddik, for sure, has that. Because libam b'reshusam. A tzaddik completely controls his heart. As we learned in chapter 10, that a tzaddik has, in chapter 9 and 10, especially chapter 10, that a tzaddik has completely eliminated and even transformed the animal soul. He controls his heart's impulses. That's a tzaddik. That's a unique individual. What is midas kolodam? Vacharer kolodam yimshech. Midas abenni, abenni is the so-called average person. Each of us has the power, naturally, to control our hearts. Through moyach shalot alev. That's through avoid a deliberate effort. And therefore, for everybody. Ah, he may not, like he says, receive a chush. We actually see that people can't control the heart of their animal soul, meaning the emotional impulses of it, he says. However, you can, even if you cannot awaken and stimulate a full-blown love, you can affect talumis libay, as he explained that length in chapter 16. That means the bilvavcha la seise, enough of the emotions that come through his contemplation that will control his actions, la seise. That, that's in his, in his power. So it's karavelecha dover to every person. Vizek kola odom, and that's kola odom, which is like midas kola odom. The ikir is that it should come to asiyah. So it has an element of bilvavcha. Maybe not a full fiery passion, but still enough to affect his actions. What then comes the second part of this chapter? How about the Russia? She says, "Im mishu So he qualifies now because the under end of the Maimachazal is so. Now we have the tzaddikim is libam bereshusam. They control their hearts. For Abeni, he doesn't control his heart, but Mayach Shalatalev, through the effort of Mayach, of contemplating, and the reflection of the mind, 
the divine soul can control the emotions and the, in, at least in, in thought, speech, and action, in behavioral level, his life. Okay, but what about Rishayim? Heim Libo. So the Alter Rebbe says, this is talking about a Rosha Be'emes, a Rosha Ve'lali. At the end of chapter 11, talks about Rosha Ve'lali, where he has, with a Tev, is literally in a state that is nostalgic Mekiba, We gave the example of an addict. He's been so immersed in his own selfish needs and desires of the animal soul that the good remains somewhat removed from him. It's never gone, but he's a Rosh Hashanah. And there is a Shreem Rishus Libam. There ain't Libam but Rishusam Klal. He doesn't just say there but Rishus Libam. Because you could say but Rishus Libam that their heart is generally under the, their, 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 they, their behavior is under the control of their emotional impulses control them, the, the Rosh But ain't Libam but Rishusam Klal means he's unequivocally negating any control. Which also testifies that there's being a Rosh Hashanah. And how does a person get to a place? We know naturally, this is inherent, like he says in chapter 12. So he says, The intensity of their involvement in things that are antithetical to godliness creates an enish, a consequence, an enish, that does not let them really control themselves. Similar to an addict, after a while, in a way, loses his free will. So we don't want to say he loses his free will because when he learn he could do tshuva. Just like an addict can, can, uh, can go through rehab and heal. But at this point, the toxins of his life have taken such effect that, that he does not have that power of in Avedis Hashem, as we discussed and emphasized. So then, well, how do we say made? which is talking about all people. So he says, The Teira in saying Karvelech is not talking about a person Mesim. And this type of person, Chayeim, Kruya Mesim, Arosha, even in their lifetime, is called like a mess, spiritually speaking. Because he's so under the control of his animal soul that he's not, he's not living a divine and spiritual life. It's a completely hedonistic, materialistic life, or almost complete. So that's a person that's called B'chayeim Kriyim Mesim. This does not mean he cannot change, and this does not mean that it's, perm- that it's in every situation, even a Rosh Hashanah can do good, but it means that's his dominant personality at this state of his life. That's important. In his matzah right now, just like when we talked about the Benini, that's his state of being right now. That, as the Rebbe explains, that would rule out anyone being a Baini if you did one sin. But he can get to a state, that's his personality type, that's his archetype, so to speak. So for example, when a person is, let's say, an artistic personality, he's not always doing art, but his personality is such. The personality of a tzaddik, we talked about there, the Yetzirah, the Nefesh Abamis has been eliminated. Question is to what extent it's been transformed. The personality of a Bainini is Mayakshal Talev. Thought, speech, and action are under his control. But his Yetzirah is active. His Nefesh Abam is the Melech, the, the animal soul, is active. However, he keeps it at bay. 
And there too, there are many levels as we learned. The state of being of a Russia in general is Nefesh is the dominant force. A Russia Vetevle, it's essentially, it can go either way. It's 50-50, 60-40, 70-30, talked about the different levels of a Russia Vetevle, and there are many levels. Bottle Beshishim, Bottle Bemeya, etc., that we learned in chapter uh, 11. A Russia Vetevle, his state of being is such that it's become a hedonistic, addictive personality to materialism. He's, 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 he's addicted to the material world. That's his animals, that's his state. As such a state, that's a state of mesim, of a mess, spiritually speaking. Like spiritually deadened, deadened. Again, he could do tshuva, as we'll soon discuss. And that's why at this point, is not speaking about that type of person. That doesn't mean the Tater is not speaking to him in general. The Tater wants him to do tshuva. The Tater wants him to do mitzvahs anyway. It's not like, oh, you're in that state, so therefore the Tater stops speaking. That's why the Rebbe makes that very clear in his notes on this. That is Chayi B'chola Tater Kula. And he's responsible for his behavior. So it's not regarding Kodavi Lecha to say Kodavi Lecha that it's easily accessible and relevant to him at this state, he's, he's essentially pulled himself out. Like when you say an addict can't help himself anymore. He's going to need outside help. He's, he's fallen to a point where he's not in control of this aspect. Okay. So, and then he continues. That now he adds. It's not just that it's not caught of made. But it's in truth, this Rosh Hashem can't really begin serving God. This doesn't mean that sporadically and that means he can't do mitzvahs. It means he could. But serving God to be in a state that he's serving God, as long as he's in a matzah of Rosh Hashem, he's gotten to that point where the, the, the punishment is such that's not letting his Moyach Shaltal love. So that's not in play, meaning he can't access that. So, um, and, and he has gotten himself to the place where he's like, Kruya Mesim. So, Bamela, he's in a state that he came to serving God. Lava Dashem, in a steady form that you could say he's a servant of God. He's not, he's a servant of materialism. I would say he's a slave to materialism. So this is firstly, it adds to that, but then this also leads to the next point. But all is not lost. This is only on condition that he doesn't do tshuva. But if he does tshuva, it changes, everything changes. And the mistress tshuva applies here. As a matter of fact, one of the interpretations in Korovei Lecho Hadover. What is Hadover? There's two interpretations. In general, Tehidim, it says, Hadovit is, is tshuva. So there you could also see the connection to the Karvei Lecha here. The verse of, as interpreted as tshuva. He could do tshuva. And when he does tshuva, he changes his status. So that which is heart, his emotional impulses are controlling him, tshuva is going to change that. Why, why is tshuva changing that? Because tshuva breaks the heart. That very heart that has now become addicted to and consumed with materialism, hedonism, 
and all the pleasures of this world, this tshuva is going to be is going to break the clipper, the shell that is causing him not to be able to access godliness, including the moyach shalat alev power that he has. Like he says, so what does the tshuva do? The Shabbat Klippas. To break and shatter the Klippas, the husks. Which have formed. They are a curtain of separation and an iron wall. He speaks about two levels of Klippas here. The Rebbe's father explains that the two levels, Mosach Mavdil, which is a curtain of separation, goes on Klippa Snega. But it's still Klippa Nega, Klippa Daka. It's still a subtle Klippa shell, transparent one. Means that, that, like, for example, the shell of a grape. You can still see the fruit within it. And then Mechitza Shel Barzel. That's more intense. That's like an iron wall which interposes and separates between the person, the one who's sinning, and his Father in Heaven. Between them and their Father in Heaven. Who's them? The Rosh Who's them? The Rosh And that, the Rebbe's Father explains, is Shol Shlipas Atmeis, which is a far bigger schism, a far bigger separation and dissonance. So it's two levels of dissonance he's referring to. Now that's what's happened. That's what's happened to the Rosh Hashanah. Tshuva, however, changes that. Why? Because Tshuva introduces through feeling heartbroken and embittered on their sins, in their souls, over their sins. So Shvidas Libay means that he's breaking the shell. And that's exactly what an addict has to do. Because it's taken over and so controlling that nothing can get in. No positive thing, or can barely get in. You have to break the shell. You have to break the resistance. You have to break that wall that's blocking him. And that's through Shvidas Libay. And Meridas Nafshei, a deep sadness, a sadness, an embitterment on the sins that have separated. It's like recognizing how far have I wandered from myself. I betrayed myself. I betrayed the God within me, the divine image within me. So in other words, for him, it's not just enough that he regrets what he's did, which is usually the first condition of tshuva, regret, remorse. And acceptance, and what will become afterwards. But he needs to have a real bitterness, a real sh- being shattered by the life that has become of him, the hedonism, the materialistic enslavement that he's experiencing, to the point that has become his identity for that time being. For that time being. And that's what breaks it. As the Altarebbe will continue more details about this breaking. But let's first go back to the theme here. When he does that, so that eliminates now this new toxin that has entered, 
So number one is the Moyach Shal Talev begins active again because the, the, that punishment that came due to all his behavior is eliminated through this tshuva. And, and equally important, his personality now is such that he's no longer the getter of Mason. He's brought himself back alive. He's been revived. And as such, he begins to heal. And therefore, applies to him as well. So before we read on about more about the Lev Nishbar and the details of Tshuva, which is the rest of the chapter, let's just address a few key points here. Seemingly, and I brought up this question, what happens with the Rosh Hashanah? We said that Tzadik he's, he completely controls his heart. The Benini is his mind controls it, meaning at least controls it in terms of thought, speech, and action. The Rosh Hashanah, until he does Tshuva, is, is in control of his heart. His heart controls him, that is. And he doesn't have any, in, like he says, he doesn't have any, like, um, has, uh, the, the, how about the Rosh Hashanah? The Rosh which seemed to be a much more common individual, that never Shabbamis sometimes wins and sometimes never Shalikis. Not a Benini who's always in control of his thought, speech, and action. And Alter Rebbe went to Rosh Hashanah. So the Rebbe addresses this. This is a letter, I've been quoting parts of it, a letter that the Rebbe wrote. It's in Igris Kedish in the Rebbe's letters where he talks about this. It's a long letter about this whole Pedic Yud Zion. Many, many details. And one of them is this issue about, seemingly, based on what we're saying here, Rosh Hashanah, since he has sins, Avenus, and we just said an oven is a klippa that creates a dissonance, a Mosach Mavdil, a separating curtain. a curtain of separation and an iron wall. So why is this sins less of a separation? It's true. It's not the extent of a Rosh HaBemes who's like completely dominant, being dominated by the animal soul. But, but it's still, it's a Masach Mavdil. So the Rebbe, so the Rebbe addresses that. What do we do? And, and, yeah. We have the Pesach in Yeshaya, Avnesechem, Hoyimavdilim, Benechem, Leben Elikechem which we also was brought in earlier in chapter 14. So why do we say only by Rosh Hashanah he can't begin serving without Shuvah? Seemingly also Rosh Hashanah is that way. So the Rebbe explains that, maybe you can explain it based on what it says later in Tanya in chapter 24, that in general when a person does an Aveda, we're talking about Rosh Hashanah, in general, the, the separation of the divine is only when he's doing this sin. In the language of chapter 24 in Tanya. During the time he's doing it, so it's like you have a relationship with someone you love, but then you're doing something that is against them, against their will. So during that time, there's a, there's a dissonance, there's a disconnect. But after the action of the chet, after the sin, so after a person has done something that was against the person that they love, 
then they commit, then then they naturally gravitate back and they reconnect. It says the gufi, the nefesh the animal soul and the body return to sit from this klipa, and they come to nefesh alikis without mentioning tshuva. Similarly, in Egeres HaTshuva, is chapter 6 that Rebbe brings, B'Shas V'Regesh Eisahara, B'Shal V'Regesh Eisahara. But by Arosha Be'emes, you don't say that. Arosha Be'emes has gone to the point where he's gone off the reservation to the point that his personality is now a hedonistic, materialistic one, like an addict. So it's not like somebody that's once done something that, that is toxic or even a few times. But his personality has not become an addictive one. So Arosha is there, the Tevet says, Nistalik mekibav emprins makifalov mamayla. It's nistalik. He's in a new state. He's fallen to a, a, a new low. So the neshama is therefore disconnected until tshuva, until he breaks that klipa, the klipa has now become a, a, a presence, a powerful, dominant presence in his life. Rebbe also just qualified, just in case you're wondering, at the end of chapter 39 and chapter 40 in Tanya, it does say that in order to elevate the Gdusha, you need true tshuva. So the Rebbe says, answers, so this is not what he just said. He just said, you don't need tshuva for the Rosh of a Tevle. So he says, That you're talking about elevating the Tevle mitzvahs of this person who sinned. But the Nefesh Chayunis, his animal soul itself, and his body, they elevate on their own. Because they have not become completely controlled by, by Ra, by the Klippa. They've been temporarily under that control. So it's like Klippa Snega, they have not fallen to that place. So that is how he explains this idea. So bottom line, a Rosh of a table, you would then say, based on this, even though he has sins, but he also has love. his Avenus have not gotten to the point that it's such an Enosh Godel. I'm adding this to the point that his self-control has been taken away from him. In other words, he's not like the addictive, the addict. And you're not necessarily say that he's like, even though you say the Shoyim, Gamba Chayim, Kurimesim, you could say that's Dafka Rosha Ba'emes, based on this explanation. Where Rosha, not by meaning a Rosha Ba'tevle, has, has times when he's like that. But you can't call him all the time Mesim, and even if he hasn't done Shuva, because he also has the divine soul and the, the goodness in him has not disappeared or has not been completely taken, uh, completely been, null, uh, been uh, neutralized. Okay, so that explains that. Now let's go back to the Tanya now. Now that we've explained the Indian Shvira, Shia Breakings, which is a, a tremendous lesson in all forms, whether it's addictions or other forces that have taken control over our lives, so if it's a person who is more or less, we'll call it sane and balanced, but unfortunately has fallen. So there, obviously, you have to constantly work on yourself. And to access the Moyach Shaltalev and all the other Eitzes advice the Alter Rebbe gives us and how to control your animal soul. But once a person has fallen to a place where the, the, the darkness of his life have become hardened like a clipper, encasing him and trapping him, like holding him hostage and captive, the only way out, you have to break out. And how do you break out? That's Shvirus Ha, Leiv Nishbar. 
It's the only way, because if not, that remains like a fortress. Or they use exact words, like he said, a curtain of separation and an iron wall. How do you break a curtain of separation and iron wall? You have to break through. So now the Alter Rebbe, as he always does, brings sources to, 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 um, to establish and um, affirm this point. So the Pasuk says, this is a Pasuk in Tehillim, Nun Aleph Yutes, 51.19, the Pasuk says like this. And then we'll talk about the Zayar and the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, A broken spirit is a sacrifice for God. So, so you read that a sacrifice for God is a broken heart. Or a broken spirit, we should say. Ruach nishbara. A broken spirit. And then he continues, and a heart that is broken. The continuation of the Pasuk is a heart that is broken and contrite. You do not reject, O God. That the Ebishter will not reject such a person. That's the full Pasuk. So there's talking about two things here. A ruach nishbara, a broken spirit, and a lev nishbar, and a broken heart. So if you look back at the Alter Rebbe's Lashem, what was the line right before? He said, Shvidus libei nafshe. Talked about a heart and nefesh. Here he uses the word ruach nishbara. So maybe we have to be medayik why it says nefesh, ruach, and lev. Maybe we'll understand that from the continuation. That's the posik. What does the Zayar say in this posik? The posik itself, it seems like that the heart, the spirit has to be broken, and the heart has to be broken of the person. So it's referring to the person. But the Zayar teaches further, more than, even more than that. That we're not just talking about the person, we're talking about the klipa. As he says, Shaidei Lev Nishbar. Through a broken heart, it shatters the impure spirit. Through a broken heart, it shatters the impure spirit of the sitra achra. So in other words, it's not just talking about the gavra of the person, it's also talking about the actual clipper that, that established. Because if you were talking about just the person, so in a way you could say the person, okay, he's done things, we talked before, he's done things that have had a negative impact on him. But like we spoke about the Rosh Hashanah, it could be that he will naturally gravitate back to his healthy state, even though he behaved in, for a moment in an unhealthy way. But it's more than that. He, a clip has been built. We said a, a curtain of separation, an iron wall. So, so, so his broken heart actually breaks that clip of that wall. And as it breaks that clip, that's what allows a new energy to enter, which, which changes his status. And he can then, through the tshuva, can then reach the level of 
But due to time limits, we're going to stop here. And we'll continue with Al-Tareb, actually gives us sources in the Zayar. And we'll continue that in the next year. Everyone have a good avoch. TanyaApply.com is this program and all other previous programs, as well as any questions that you'd like to submit. Be well. This has been My Life, Tanya Applied with Rabbi Simon Jacobson. Please join us again next week. Visit chasidasapplied.com for archived classes and more resources.